It's Friday, January 12th. CJ, we never do this on Friday. I know. Friday's going to bring a new energy. Normally, you and I are doing this on like a Tuesday at 11 a.m. We got coffee. It's Friday at 2.30. This is a whole different energy today. Yeah, you know, I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for some playoff football. That's right. It's the yeah. week, It's wild card weekend. Yeah, like, yeah like full slate this weekend with all the teams we, playing. We have a lot to unpack today. We got, okay. We're going to have to keep a track of time, and we're going to have to rip through, because we have a lot to talk about, CJ. There's a lot going on. It's been a while. A lot of energy. A lot of energy today. Um, CJ, all right, let's quickly talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about the games first. Now we'll talk about ancillary NFL. Okay. Uh, your Lions, you're down on them. I'm not down on them. I think I'm realistic about them. Okay, well, you think they're going to lose to the Rams? I think they could lose to the Rams. I put them in a in a pool. I chose them to lose to the Rams because you're you're a fan. I took the Rams plus three. Uh, okay, so you think the Lions could somehow squeak one out by one? Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> that would be I. That would be ideal. Well, for you. I, none of Michigan really cares right now. I mean, they would like right. The they, they're all set. Michigan <laughs> won the title. Um, that's that's the big team in Michigan, at least from where the part that I'm is from. It, is it really Michigan overshadows the Lions? For the part that I'm from, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's. And I mean, my mom works at Michigan at the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. so it's a big deal. I understand. Um, I, I'm happy. You and your family on that, but I, I, I it's amazing to me because, of course, we're in Boston that a college team in any capacity could overshadow a, a, an NFL team. It's so funny because you know, I was I was born, in, I moved to Tennessee when I was eight, but I was born in Michigan. And then, I mean, growing up in Tennessee, SEC football was the biggest league by a mile, but that was before that you had the Titans, right? Yeah, and then so. funny enough, now I would say Nashville's a hockey town, really. Yeah, you go there. Really? You see, they're not even that good, are they? They went. The, they made the finals a couple of years ago. They did, but all right, they're they're good. I mean, their the arena is located right on Broadway, so like where everyone goes out downtown Nashville, the the hockey arena is right there. Okay. Um, I I think that it's more of a hockey town than anything in terms of the pros. Wow. All right, so I'm gonna ask you one for your one. Um, Storyline that you're, we're going to put the Lions aside because we, we, we both agree we like the Lions and we hope they win, but we're concerned about them. Other than that, give me one storyline that you're interested in specific to whether it be this weekend or going forward. Um, I think the most interesting thing would be seeing Cleveland go to Baltimore, Joe Flacco going, going to Baltimore and playing an inter-division playoff game. Yes, That'd I actually, really cool. I agree with you. I do have the Browns beating. They're playing the Texans. Yeah, that's the first game of the, of the yeah slate. yeah, and then it's um, always the Saturday afternoon game is always. And the is that what, is that definitely the way? Wait, but they would it wouldn't happen if a team lower seeded than the Browns ended up winning, right? It only right. happens if the all the seed. favorites win. Yeah, so if if Buffalo and Kansas City win, then Cleveland would go to Baltimore. Got it. Okay, so. Um, my storyline, which which probably doesn't affect this week as much as it does going forward, I'm still, I still believe the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's. I think there are a lot of people who are in that mode. I would not be surprised to see them make the Super Bowl. I, I, I just because just, their defense is so good. There were a couple of years when the Patriots won a Super Bowl, including the year they beat the Rams, where during the regular season. 
Everybody's like, wow, this is the end. They, they suck and they're not going to get it back together. And that's exactly what you saw this year from the Chiefs. Yeah, you mean the second Rams Super Bowl? The second one. The last one. Yeah, that they, they got won. blown out by the when the Lions were coached by Matt Patricia. They beat, a, they beat the Patriots by 20. Yeah, and in the, they were heavy underdogs in the AFC Championship game on the road at Kansas City. Yeah. If you remember, they won that one in OT. I do. But I... Um, this... That's like a blueprint for really great teams with pedigree. That's I, um, what they do. I was, for that AFC Championship game, I was waiting for a red-eye flight to Europe at Logan. And everyone's at the bar watching the game. We're the last flight out. The pilot delayed the flight so that we could watch overtime. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was, that was what those days were amazing. So, anyway, that's my storyline, football-related. Of course, we have non-football-related issues. And literally, in the last 24 hours... We've said goodbye to Bill Belichick and hello to Gerard Mayo. Yeah, I mean, Belichick gone out by the way with Pete Carroll and Nick Saban. Yeah, crazy. Um, you know, Gerard Mayo is a solid guy. It sounded like, and they, they got to avoid um, going through the, the full board hiring right. process because they had put that succession plan in place. So, um, interesting you brought that up because that was going to be my point that from what I understand now, I was just listening to the sports radio on the way here. It created internal dissension because Mayo knew that he was going to get the job. Did anybody else know? I see. That's the question. Is it's look? If one person knows, inevitably, it's like More telling people are know. something. It's like you telling the Innsbruck teams to Crooker. The minute you tell Crooker, everybody knows, right? Yeah. So yeah. So it's likely that everybody knew. There had to be a point during the season that everybody knew Belichick was leaving, whether it was Belichick's decision or the Crafts. So you had a situation, at least by the you know December games, that everybody knew that Mayo was going to be, or not everybody, but the people that knew knew that Mayo was going to be the new head coach. Very odd. Yeah. So then imagine you're a stat, like the running backs coach there or the safeties coach or whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, who am I trying to impress. like take? Who, who am I trying to impress? Who am I? Who am I taking? Whose feedback am I taking the most seriously? I yeah, I can see that completely screwing the culture. Well, up. also, if you remember the Belichick um, sycophants, and and I love Belichick. Don't get me wrong. We're saying, well, look at this game. They played hard for him and all that. Well, they might have been playing hard for Gerard Mayo, yeah. knowing they're on the team next year. No, I mean, or wannabe or whatever. Hey, man, that, that's organizational processes 101. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how great both the people are. If you have a fractured leadership structure, it's going gonna, it's gonna right. to fail because it, it, you, you approach every meeting, every, everything with uncertainty. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I just, you, you imagine the, the t so they even said, and again, who knows? People probably make this shit up, but that there was like the relationship between Belichick and Mayo was much more distant this season than it had been in the past. And you would you would understand that if everything that is being said is true. Yeah. But just sounds like there was a lot of dysfunction, which, by the way, can help explain four and whatever they were, four and thirteen. 13 yeah. Four and thirteen. I mean, um, you can't, like you just said, you can't function amongst. Dysfunction. Where do you want to see Belichick go? I, I, I mean, I, I guess, I, I, first of all, I don't think the Patriots are going to be contenders for a couple, three years at least. 
they have too many holes to fill. We were, you and I were talking about it yesterday. It's just every time you're like, all right, well, they can get a quarterback and maybe an offensive lineman in the draft. All right, well, then what do you do about the fact that they don't have wide receivers, right? Yeah. And, okay, well, maybe you can get a wide receiver and take Marvin Harrison Jr. and then get a quarterback later. And I'm like, all right, well, then what do you do about the offensive line? It's really hard to build that through the free agent system because everybody wants that. Yeah, I like, I like how Philly built their team. It took a few years, but they built it from the inside out. They did, but it takes a few years. It takes pain. a few years because, okay. okay, great, you got one offensive line. We need five offensive linemen. Right. And, by the way, that's what Texans did, too. And, frankly, that's what the Jaguars did for so long, you know. They're all at least contending teams now, even yeah. though the Jaguars didn't make the playoffs. But um, they they were they were yeah. bad for a long time. Well, and, and it's interesting, though, since he went the other way, they took Joe Burrow and they got his ACL torn because they didn't have an offensive line uh, his rookie year. Yeah. They now they addressed it. They did address it through yeah. through free a little bit through free agency. Yeah, but I think maybe got lucky with some lower draft picks at the line. Well, that was an example I think with Burrow. Look, no matter how good your coaching is, and I do think that the Cincinnati guy's a good coach. The drop off between one of the top three quarterbacks in the league to whoever the backup is is just that's hard, right? Yeah, you can win some games, and they did. And they were in playoff contention, I think, until, what, the last week of the season or two weeks? Yeah. And credit to them, because I think Burrow played four whole games all year. And he was hurt during those games. Yeah. yeah. So I give them credit. But you, the, 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 the formula in the NFL, it seems like now, is if you look at all the front runners for the, for the uh, Super Bowl, they at least have a quarterback that they believe in. I mean, I don't, I'm still not sure Brock Purdy is a, a, a superstar. But he certainly functions in that system, and that system is excellent without him. CJ, you could be they, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, and they might go to the Super Bowl. They asked me. <laughs> um, but you at, were, I mean, you were busy doing AI and stuff. So. I was asking for too much money. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Uh, but true, right? Yeah. Well, San Francisco lost a little bit of your scrambling ability. So San Francisco is interesting because they had that three-game losing streak in the season, and the key, the X factor there was Trent Williams was out. Ah, well, he is. I mean, there he's the best offensive lineman in the game. That's what you need to see. Yeah, and I watch left tackle, right? You don't you don't watch many, you know, left tackle highlights in this world. Yeah. Go watch his. It's unbelievable how good he is. Also, I watched Jason Kelsey's highlights. The guys who are good linemen, it's it's incredible when people point out to you what they do, what they do, they do, and because they're yeah. just they're just you don't see highlight rules. You see highlight rules of the skilled position right, players. Of course, but you're right. That's a really good point. There, you know, there's an opportunity for you to purchase the all 22 of your favorite team, and I actually have considered it only because I'm fascinated because yeah. I love football. But I'd love to see it from the All-22 perspective because then you could function. You can actually, I gather in this All-22 app, you can zoom in yeah. and just watch the offensive line. Yeah. Not even know what happened to the play, but just watch what they do. And to me, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Speaking of purchasing NFL content, are you buying Peacock to watch the game Saturday? Night? I have Peacock. Okay. Would, would you be- have bought Peacock just to watch? Uh, I, I would probably have gone out to a buck. Yeah. If it was, I mean, I don't really, I mean, look, I'm interested in the Chiefs because I just told you I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I probably would not go out to a bar at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Maybe go watch the first half. You know me. I like to go to bed early. But if it was the Patriots and I didn't have Peacock, I would just go somewhere. Like, I would call you and say, hey, CJ, got Peacock? I'm coming over. Yeah. 
But no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't purchase. Look, I think everybody's made their purchasing decisions, and I don't think it's. Do you think that it's based on if you have an NFL game? It's more about what kind of content do you have? Do you have big programs? Do you have? You know what I mean? Peacock has just enough for me to hang on to it. Peacock gets a lot of good movies because they're aligned with um, uh, Universal. Universal, yeah. and they get all those movies. So they get, you know, look that that's the, this whole thing about streaming. Everybody jettisoned cable because their cable bills were too high. But now, if you start adding up, let's say that you have Mac, HBO, that whatever it's called now, yeah. Max, and you have Apple, and you have Prime. I guess what you get YouTube TV, Hulu, and uh, and then and then you start adding Paramount Plus with Peacock. You're you're already up in the hundred plus range anyway. We're so far past what the cable bill was. Right. I had to go call a bunch of stuff out. I'm down to the uh, Hulu, ESPN, Disney package, and Peacock, and I probably have like two more Prime. Well, I heard that a lot of that stuff comes with like. Prime comes with I do Amazon Prime, Prime so comes with shipping. Prime. Right, so that's great. Um, HBO Max came with my my AT and T subscription. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. But is that so is, nice. doesn't that limited time? Probably. Yeah. So you're gonna lose that eventually. Yeah. Shit. So what happened? So and, and this interestingly, because I think we're gonna table the NFL for now. Although that was an unbelievable segue, CJ. This is why you're good at what you do, CJ. It's why you're a podcast maven. Because yeah. I was gonna bring up. A show we've been watching, but I'm going to segue through to that show to tell you that um, I read an article that uh, Apple TV, which had Ted Lasso, as soon as Ted Lasso ended, a ton of people canceled their Apple TV, which goes to show you, you have to have something that's beyond an NFL game, I think, in order for people to purchase. Yeah, and I, I think that they're, uh, did you watch Slow Horses? I've been watching. Exactly. It's yes. really good. Uh, now, and I know that's on. I didn't cancel Apple because when Ted Lasso left, I've had it. Yeah, they've because got some they good have, shows. They also have Bluebird, which was excellent, um, and something else that I watched, the one with Chris Evans, which was okay, defending somebody or something like that. that. But um, you gotta, you gotta have that, right? If you don't have something that you can promote and get people to watch because their friends are talking about it, then you're screwed. Yeah, well, Slow Horses is good. I, I they're, and they're already talking about season four. I yeah, think. I, I say I'm still on season one, so I, I hate when I fall that far behind. I think what they're gonna have to do is start putting out two seasons a year for these shows. Yeah, yeah, or, or, at least, or the season should be, you know, twenty episodes or something yeah. like that. So I've been watching on Prime, um, the Reacher series, which I love. Have you been watching that? I'm through season one. All right, so I, it's heavily into season two now yeah and what i like about it is it's true to the books and i've been reading the, the jack reacher books for years and you know there's like there's there could be like 30 of them i don't think i've read 30 but um they, they've captured that a little better than like the movies that tom cruise was in yeah. although i thought those movies were good you know tom cruise is not the jack reacher character and this new guy he is. is the guy you would think it is. Yeah, I saw you watching the other day. You're watching a compilation of his shirtless scenes. <laughs> He's got nice biceps, I have to admit. He's jacked. Yes, he is, yeah. CJ. Like you were when you were a power lifter, I'm assuming. Oh, totally, totally right. cut, totally cut imagine. like that. Imagine. <laughs> so, uh, uh, which leads us to, I wanted to talk to you about a, a series we've been watching together that is on the precipice of ending. 
And it's not even on one of these premium channels. I think it's on like FX, right? Okay. And I've been watching FX. Um, I get it because I still have cable. So I DVR it. The beautiful thing is I can drive through the commercials. This show must have 18 commercials in the breaks. So I can Fargo? watch this. Yeah. I can watch the show in, in, in yeah. 20 minutes. So, so my six-year-old son, Luke, uh, he, he watches some YouTube. And he's hilarious because as soon as the commercial pops up, he goes, go away, commercials. Go away. And now when Mira and I watch Fargo at night, we watch it on Hulu and, it shows, and it's got the timer for yes. how long. The, yes. And it's four minutes every time for Fargo. Oh, it is? It's wow. like it's forever long. Yeah. Yeah. And so that we're just like, go away, commercials. Go away, commercials. And it's yeah. like, I get up and freaking. So, yeah, that's, so I, I, we're going to get into Fargo in a second. But so, you know, I'm in the media business and I would have to say that I think the idea of putting up a timer of how long your commercial break is going to be is terrible for advertisers because it, it lets you know, you're thinking in the back of your head, okay, in four minutes, I can get up, go to the bathroom, make some popcorn. You know what I mean? And you're not going to see any of the commercials. Yeah, but that last 20, 30 second spot is worth a lot. That's the one. The one at the end is the yeah. one to sell. Yeah. That's the key. Uh, at least, because you get the, at least, it, it, depending on how you can time it, the tail end of it. Yeah. But if you, so I don't watch a lot of things on Hulu, but I guess if you, let's say you missed and you, and you walked in and the show had started again, you can rewind, but will it go back to commercials or can you rewind to what you missed? You can rewind to what you missed, but it's still going to play the commercials and you can't forward through them. Okay. No, I know you can't forward through them. That's an amazing technology. You should have. If you had discovered that technology, you you wouldn't be living in Concord, Massachusetts. I want as much part of of forcing commercials on people as I do uh, using using my skills for handicap policing. Using AI for uh, porn essays. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> CJ Fargo. One more episode left. Uh, there has been four seasons. Have you seen all four seasons? I saw the first two. Maybe this is season five. It's season five. Yeah. Uh, season yeah. three and four. Season three lost me, and then I heard season four was terrible. Season four was the one with Chris Rock. It wasn't great. Season three, though, had Mary Elizabeth Winstead and was actually, I thought, very good. Season one was excellent. Yeah. Season two was good. Yeah. So, but this season five is better, I think, than all of them. It's been... Five and one are my favorites. It's been... It's been... Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You got this good... This, this guy... Uh, what's... What's the myth, mythical guy's name? Oh, that guy. I, don't, I forget his name, but he's amazing. <laughs> he's unbelievable. Yeah, an eye through an eye. The, ti the tiger yeah. is free. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is... He's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know how the son messes with that guy. Like, you gotta just... He's stupid. Yeah. And now, he, now he's blind. Yeah. Although there are rumors out there that he did not cut his eyes out. That, you're gonna, that he thinks he did, but he did not. Interesting. Yes. Because that would be almost too dramatic, right? So I don't know, but that was something I, I, I listened to a podcast, and they're they're surmising that eventually he's not his he's going to find his eyes have not been cut out. By or, the way, uh, did you notice in the previous for the finale that he ends up in those catacombs that were in the shack? Did you see the previews? No. See, I always look ahead to the previews. Okay. It gives me some kind of glimpse of what's going to happen. Wait, who's in the who's in the catacombs? Uh. Uh, mythical figure guy Gator Gator is yeah he finds his way into the into the like the escape route interesting so I don't know it's gonna be crazy it's blindfolded crazy. or not blindfolded I think I, I don't I'm, it was hard to see 
Okay. He, his back was to the camera. Okay. So, yes. But the finale is going to be crazy. Yeah. They got tanks rolling up and they got <laughs> the militia and... <laughs> They I wonder if it's the orange idiot at one point. Yeah, I wonder if they just get waxed, if they, if they just get taken down fast. Lot, it, I think a lot of the guys going to get taken down fast. Yeah, I liked, you know, what I liked it was a new character, the guy that was running the uh, the SWAT, the SWAT team. team. He oh, was he was great. great. He was just he's just like, <laughs> okay, well, okay, here we go. Yeah, have you been in a firefight yesterday? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like me when I step on the tee with most guys sitting in the shot. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, we've been really enjoying that, CJ. Uh, another thing you probably enjoyed on Wednesday night was the Celtics game that you went to. The I Thursday, did. That was Wednesday night. That was Wednesday night, yeah. That might have been the best home game of the season. That you yeah, I, um, so I do an annual pilgrimage to the Garden with my father-in-law, who's a basketball fanatic. Um, he actually really likes LeBron, so we've, we've gone... Gone to, I don't know four or five games together at this point, um, and the Lakers weren't in town when he was in town this year, so we just went. I just picked the Timberwolves game, picked the right one. Sure did. Um, it was fun. I had a bunch of friends that didn't know I was going to the game send me pictures of me from, oh, you were from on TV. TV. Yeah, yeah, we were sitting behind the the Wolves bench. Ah, oh, I didn't um, know. That. Yeah, great, great choice I didn't by really me. I the game. I saw the highlights. Yeah, great, great place to um, great place to choose to sit is right behind Rudy Gobert when he's not playing. Um, couldn't always... see, couldn't see anything, <laughs> but, but the cool thing is you do get to see it from the perspective of the bench and like, it's kind of funny. You could hear the assistant coaches talking yeah. and the players talking. And, um, I've, I've been in that position a few times. I'll say that the Minnesota team is really fun, really well bonded together. I think it's going to be a good team for They're a while. And I had a lot of fun watch, like just watching them interact. They also have helped out that guy's career, Carl Anthony Towns, because he's yeah. been kicking around for a while and. Just hasn't really, you know, had much success. But this team looks like they could they could do something. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Well, That's a team in the West that I don't think was accounted for, and now here they are. They're good, and I, it's it's funny seeing the assistant coaches act like fans sometimes too. Like a foul gets called, or they're they're rolling their eyes because like Jason Tatum is getting away with a travel right, or something right, like that. Right. But it's just funny seeing he's them react. Star status now. Yeah. I still think he's he wants more than he's getting. No, no, no. Oh, you well, yeah, but he's a whiner. That's he's always going to complain I hate about that everything. I well, he I did that. Th- that so he did that thunder dunk in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was amazing. And then his first thing he did instead of like, like this, he, and he's I whining know. about it. And he should have just like freaking right. done the Kevin right. Garnett scream. Right. That's I mean, what I wanted you're from gonna him. You're going to go in and 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 just thunder dunk like that. There's very little chance you're going to get a call for a foul. Yeah, you know, I just so um, it was nice to see Tatum. Step up. Take over the right? overtime. Because it showed that he's capable. Yeah. Okay? But then I texted you this morning. They got the shit kicked out of him last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bucks. They had nothing and left. And I'm like, that was just... And they had to go on the road to Milwaukee, like, right after that game. The next day. This is... The NBA is that the rigors of that travel schedule are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, what thought was put into play Minnesota at home on Wednesday and then have to be in Milwaukee on Thursday. That makes no sense at all. Particularly against Milwaukee, which is a team you need to, to play against. Yeah. I, I Did someone not even play last night? I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't even watch the game. I knew they were I, I knew crushed. they were going to get their asses kicked. Yeah. And they did. I think they lost by 30-something. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Mm. Such is the NBA. Uh, I also told you I'm a little worried about my Bruins. They lost it. Again, it was another OT loss. 
They keep picking up the one point, yeah. and it keeps them on top of the uh, on top of the league in terms of uh, total points. But damn, something's going on here. I'm worried. I, I just I don't know if they're not deep enough or what the deal well, they, is. Every time I pick up, you know the the paper or you know anything related to the Bruins, we're always talking about they're going to make this deal, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. I'm like, all right, well, what are they going to do? And where where are they targeting? Now they're talking about getting a goalie because supposedly Olmark is hurt. He's hurt, yeah. I don't know how out for a while. He was hurt last year too. He was hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. I think they need to move on from Olmark. It's it's tough, man. They're. Uh... I love the team. They're fun to watch, but they they just have that look of losing the first round. I, I, I so let me ask you this: If you had to choose, would you rather the Celtics in the NBA Finals or the Bruins in the Stanley Cup, with a legitimate chance to win? Oh, that's tough, man. I know. <laughs> I'm going Celtics. You would go with Celtics? Yeah, they've been there. They were there a couple years ago. I just want them to win. Yeah. I, I would probably choose the Bruins because playoff hockey is so exhausting as a viewer. It's like you feel like you got to work out after a playoff hockey game. I love playoff hockey. So I think I would take the Bruins. That's the thing. I would watch the NHL Finals without the Bruins. I don't know that I'd watch the NBA Finals without the Celtics. I would not. Because yeah. I don't think the NBA product is that good. So you have to have a rooting interest. Yeah. And particularly the, if you're not a Celtics fan and you watch the Celtics hoist up three-pointers all the time, that's not even basketball, you know? Um, yeah, I've heard from people who you coached in, in uh, was it junior high basketball or high school basketball, that if they shot from outside the paint that you would bench them. I, that I, I used to, I, I told you this, I had, yes, I had rules. Yeah. I'm a big believer in driving in the hoop. I, I'm, I am all in for high percentage shooting and then playing defense. To me, that's winning basketball. Excuse me for being that R back, CJ, but that's winning basketball right there. Yeah, as an opposing coach, it would be tough to go against the guy who runs the same play every time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same play. <laughs> CJ, you coach it. By the way, I'll say to you what Bum Phillips said. I'll take yours and coach him up and beat mine, and I'll take mine and coach him up and beat yours. That's the way it is. All right, we're going to have a pickup basketball game at Nishotic. Of Nishotic guys. Where we, where we just coach? We coach. Okay. And we're going to put big money on it. All right, but I, do I get to pick my team? We'll do a draft. I get first pick. Okay. I keep, yeah, here's the problem with the guys sitting shot. They all talk as is they're wont to do because they're not humble like me. They all talk a big game. Like Kroker says he played the game. And like, obviously, Rickenbach can move anybody out of the paint, I would like to think, and post down underneath. Yeah. Shortell supposedly played and... You know, I don't Mars. I don't even. I don't know. I hear all we, these guys. Play. We're doing this. It, we got to. We got to figure out if we're doing half court or full court. That's going to put a lot of change. Well, we call full court. Crooker's out. Yeah. Crooker couldn't run up and down a basketball court three times. I don't think without having to take a breath. We're doing. We're doing this. We're drafting teams. We're gonna, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to coach them. It's not going to be full court. Yeah. Can't be. <laughs> okay, we'll do half court. If we get five on five, though, we could go full. You have to. You're going to have to play, CJ. We'll do, you have to be a player coach. We'll do five against five, uh, three man rotation. With three man, right. and, we, and we got two two guys on the bench. All right, all right. Well, this you, you know again, your segue is unbelievable. So one of the last things I had to talk about is um, we've done a nice job of at least spiritually keeping golf in our souls in January because 
we've already established a Ryder Cup team format for a trip we're taking in April. Yeah. And I told you, on my 10-minute drive from my house to your house, I got six text messages from this group of 16 guys oh, it's regarding on. the fact that the teams have been picked. It's on and it's contentious and I like it. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be yeah. ugly. It could become contact golf. Yeah, you guys. I mean, and I got Eric Rickenbach, so I'm all in on that. Yeah, you guys, you guys get pretty fire when you're getting killed, so it's gonna be ugly. I don't think, CJ. I gotta admit, I looked at it hard again, and I think that Mark Nelson picked the better team. I really do. I think Brian was trying to be too diplomatic. Like he took, he took Dino, and we all love Dino, but Dino was not a good first pick. Dino, Dino's a good golfer, but not a good first. He's pick. solid, man. He pars everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll it's going to be a good match. Yeah, I can't wait. We got less than three months. Yeah. And you're going to do some uh, traveling in between, right? I will not be able to, but you will. Yeah, I'm going to Florida in a few weeks just for a couple of rounds. Um, okay. I'm going back to the back to Sawgrass with my buddy JJ. And we're playing Pebble Beach on next Thursday, aren't we? On on uh, a video game? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You'll go next golf. Sponsor of the pod. Oh, right. Yeah. I haven't swung a club since November, so that's going to be fun. That's going to be great. Yeah. We got Patty Doyle, right? Yeah. And, congrats uh, to congrats to Doyle. Doyle got uh, Doyle had his third yeah, kid a few days baby, ago. Yes. Yeah. Very cute. Very cute kid. Yeah, he's got him. he's got like a little faux hawk going. Did you go to his house? Where did you see the? No, baby? I saw a picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. His name, uh, little George. George. Yeah. Right? No, that's right. Yeah. His name that's great. Yeah. Good for Patty. He's a good man. And he's got three kids. His golf game will suck for years to come. Yeah, he he texts all the stats. You know, everyone's safe. I was just like, dude, don't I don't care about the baby. Tell me when your paternity leave like really starts. <laughs> that's what I'm into. Yeah, that's he literally has a small window of life opportunity, and then his life ends when that paternity. Yeah, and he's got the good paternity leave. It's the you're well, the co- yeah the company shuts off access to email accounts. Oh, like there's really? he like can't you can't even do it if you want to. Can't even do it if you want to. Wow. Well, also, I, I, I understand he's going to have help from parents, right? Yeah. So he doesn't even have to be around. No, this, no. He can feel like you and I for a couple of weeks. No, we're going gonna, we're gonna to go to Treehouse. I mean, it's going to be mm-hmm. it's gonna be a renaissance. Well, then that day that we do, oh, well, the day we do, what day are we doing uh, X-Golf? Thursday? Yeah. Now, nah, the only problem with that is that's my baseball day. CJ, did I tell you I am coaching the Lincoln Sudbury boys baseball team? You did. Pitchers and catchers. Okay. Focused in on that. Teaching them what the grips are to baseballs. You'd be amazed. Yeah. At what teenage boys think. Certain. You were telling me. Are. You were telling me what they thought the two seam fastball was, and even I know that wasn't a two seam fastball. <laughs> However, this kid was adamant that it was. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, they like, yeah, you can hold a whiff, you can hold a wiffle ball like that if you want. Make it move. You know what? You do that. So if you could, ma- so he was holding the plate. It started by him saying to me. You know, Coach, my, my fingers are all cut at the tips. I'm like, well, how are you holding the baseball, son? And it was really that simple. He holds where the seams come closest on the ball. He's putting both fingers on the two seams. And so when he's throwing, he's basically the, the entire seam is, is grinding against his fingers. And that is, his, in his mind, his go-to fastball. So that's a tough setup, man. So I let him throw it. And 
when you do it right, what that pitch will do is rise at the end because it's almost like, like you said, uh, a wiffle ball. Yeah. If you threw a wiffle ball that way, right, it would, it's, yeah, it comes I know. up. And obviously a baseball, it's not going to be as dramatic. But um, I explained to him, I said, you understand that's the only thing that pitch is doing for you. And it does it about one time out of ten. But this was the better thing he told me. He's got a knuckleball. And I go, I look at him, I go, oh, my God. Let's see the knuckleball. I said, so what grade are you? And he says, senior. So someone has been letting him perpetuate this in his head for at least two or three years. Wow. I had a lot of work to do. How do you throw his knuckleball? He, with all, with all, <laughs> all four knuckles, except obviously the thumb, and I don't know if you're aware, you can easily throw the, there's no such thing as a knuckleball, okay? Tim Wakefield had a knuckleball, but it took him forever to figure out how to have that happen. You only need one finger to be down in, dug into the groove to make it happen. All you're trying to do with the knuckleball is eliminate spin. That's yeah. all it does. And so it's a matter of taking one finger and when the ball comes out, making sure it comes out like that, as opposed to coming out like that. So I, I think I'm, I probably told you this story before, but I played intramural softball in college and I was the pitcher. Softball, okay. Yeah, and I threw a underhanded knuckleball, no wow. spin. That I've seen. The and issue is the issue is that. Well, it's not far enough for it to do anything. It's not going fast enough to do anything. Right. Not only fast enough, but not far enough. You're only forty feet away. You're less than forty feet away. The interesting thing was, when some of these guys hit that ball really, really hard. Yeah. It would knuckle to the outfielders, oh, and they got really pissed at me. <laughs> really? So that's interesting. Sure, yeah. it doesn't have any spin. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna drop when they hit it. That yeah, makes sense. if they hit it square, it's going to spin a lot less oh, than normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, slow pitch softball. You can take in deep a lot. Wow. Okay, got it. Well, anyway, CJ, we're looking forward to. We're going to Innisbrook. Yeah. In Tampa, any of our fans out there who have been there uh, have ideas for where we should go for dinner or entertainment or anything else? I am. There's not much going on in Tampa. Self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Innisbrook is its own bubble. This is nowhere near like downtown Tampa or anything. No, it's, no, no. But we're going to a famous steakhouse, I understand, the night before? Yeah, Burns. And is that in downtown Tampa? Yes. Okay. Have you yeah. been there before? Oh, yeah. Burns okay. is Burns is the best restaurant in the U.S. Yeah, right. that's a little crazy. It's because it's not... Have you been in New York City? Yeah. I, I don't like super fancy restaurants like the... I'm not saying fancy. I'm just saying like like a Smith & Walensky's. No, Google yeah. Smith & Walensky's. Please. You've so not, you haven't been to New York. You haven't been to the Burns. One on 40, the one on 50th and Third. You haven't Come been. To, you haven't been to Burns. I've not, and I'm willing if to. You, if I'm you, willing to have an open if mind you, on this. If you Google best steakhouses in the U.S., Burns is always number one. Really? Yeah, and it's not like and it's not, only one of them in Tampa. Yeah, and it's okay. it's not wildly expensive or anything. What it's about just Peter really good. Lewis in Brooklyn. You've been there. I haven't been. I need to go there to try that. Pretty good. That's up there on the list. Pretty good. Yeah, I'd say you know, I mean. New York has some of the greatest steakhouses in the world. So Burns, you order your steak. It comes with a little French onion soup, some salad. Um, they've got good size. Their wine list is, of course, massive. The thing that separates, their atmosphere is incredible. And after dinner, you go upstairs, and you, there are these dessert booths where you have your, your, you know, your bourbon and, and like ice cream or whatever. But you're sitting in these old like wine casks that have been cut out. And the seating is in there. It's 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 amazing. So it's the more about there. the ambiance than it is the food. 
the food is incredible, okay. but the ambiance is what takes it to the next level. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm going to withhold judgment on it being the best steakhouse in, what you said, the country? Yeah. Yeah. You and I need to do a little pilgrimage to New York, and I'll show you what I know. By the way, there there are places in New York that have closed that might have been better than Burns' is. I'll just I'll say this. I... I Think I would I would be shocked if you don't have Burns at least in that it's top tier. Oh no, tier. I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah. I mean, look, you and I have similar taste. I'm sure I'll love it. But I just I get concerned. Anybody says they're like the best of anything because yeah. there's always something good out there. N not in Boston, by the way. Is there a good steakhouse in Boston? I like Dave and Louis. My favorite place. I, I mean, I always like Grill Twenty Three. Very expensive now. Yeah, I, was there I haven't been there in a while. I couldn't believe the prices. Um, now, if we go out for steak, we go out to the, that place in Burlington. Um, Which one? Uh, it's the new, newer place. Oh, um, uh, uh, the Davios? No, no, no. Is it a standalone place or is it a chain? I think it's stand standalone. The the Bancroft. Oh, I don't know that. Bancroft's uh, good. Actually, it's been there forever. I, I believe. Yeah, the Bancroft is good. Okay. Yeah, someone else said that. But they also have a Capitol Grill out that way. Is that yeah. still open? It still opens. And um, uh, there's the Del Frisco's, I think. Even. Burlington is like a, is like a mini Boston. They got everything there. They got they got Row 23 there now, too, for your oysters and your... There's a Grill 23? Uh, that's a, um, what's it called? Row, row 34. Oh, okay. I don't know that place. Yeah, it's good. All right. All right, well, good. Now you're making me hungry, CJ. Well, I gotta yeah. go play paddle. By the way, paddle. You, I always have to have a paddle update for my paddle boys. Um, join, the, join the join the email list. You get real time updates. I know. Well, you, you, I don't even know why are you on that email list. Because eventually I will play paddle. Do you like being on the email list? Sure. Because guys were complaining last night about being on the email list. Yeah, they should get off the one, email list. One of the problems is they use all 60, 80 names on it just to let my, my buddies. Hammer did it today because he needed one guy for battle to yeah. play with us. Sent it out to 80 guys. Chances are you're going to get one. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. But I, I, it's not the best use of that distribution list, but that's what guys use it for. If you remember, I told you that when I had uh, my distribution list for our tournament, not this year, I don't think people, I don't know if anybody did it this year that much, but like someone used the entire, let's say, the 100 name distribution list. Hey, we need two guys for Saturday. I'm like, that's not. And I would bounce back to him and go, D don't. That's not what it's for. Yeah. And what I told you yesterday is just use the BCC. Your BCC, then, yeah. yeah. Although I will say it does help. If I BCC everybody and then there are guys that don't know guys, now granted, we both know they could go on the member directory and find the emails. It just makes it easier to have the emails there for them. And we are a, a community, so there's no reason why I should be hiding emails from everybody. It, but I do agree with you. If it started to get abused like that, then maybe I would consider it. But for now, I think that it's it's more important to leave them there and let everybody kind of have access to each other. Yep. You know what I mean? Did you did you sign up for the Twi League? I did, CJ. Well done. I'm in. All right. Wait, do I get preferential treatment based upon how quickly I signed up? I'll just say yes and move on. <laughs> CJ, I'm looking forward to the Twi. You have a nice schedule of uh, yeah. away matches. Although you know, that's not why I sign up for Twy. I'm not like I know there are a lot of guys that do that. I, I that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, I did plenty of away golf last year. I'm good with that. Yeah, I know. Same. I, <laughs> I'm only running two matches this year, so I'm gonna um, do one home, one away, 
And so what's um, your away one going to be? Away, about this. away is Winchester. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so we got to make sure we have guys who can play Winchester, and we'll yeah. all be uh. Yeah, ideally you want guys who have played Winchester. I think I've played oh, yeah. three or four yeah. times. I, it's a quirk. It's a, it's a hard golf course. Yeah, I think I think the one that, the one on the away schedule that I think people must have played, before they go for a competition is Braeburn. because there's so oh, yeah. many quirky holes there and yeah. tight shots. Me and I played. For- I've played Rayburn like five, six times. I've played it a bunch. I've got a buddy who's a member there, so I've played it a bunch. But it's like, it's, or, or you know, if someone hasn't played it, but they, you know, they're accurate, then we'll put them with somebody who knows the course. Because, like, there are shots you must hit exactly yeah. 180 to 200. Right. Or By else... the way, right on the first hole, that quirky part is the, no, the first hole is the one, yeah. It's, it's, it's downhill. It's right downhill drive. But if you There's don't know a creek. where to leave that ball on the green, yeah, that that green comes hard downhill. That's a very tricky first hole. Then the second hole, it's super tight, big drop off. That's the one that has the. Uh, is it uh, you? You have to hit the kind of the, the dog leg. You have to hit over yep. water, and then it goes up. Yeah, yep. it's a crazy course. Yeah, that opens up a little bit later in the course, but it's it's tough. Yeah, it, you're right. It's important, ideally, to have um, guys playing on the road who played the courses, but. You know as well as I do, it's hard to win those Twide Nashes on the road. Yeah. I mean, you get the sandbaggers and all that. But this is the year, CJ. This is the year we're going to win. Yeah, let's do right. it. That was last year, too, but we're going to... We, we improved we're last year. take a bogey on last year. We improved last year from the year before, so let's keep up the momentum. Anyway, I want to finish with my paddle thought. Oh, okay. we, we digressed. New Year's Eve, CJ, 24 guys playing on three courts over two and a half hours of paddle with Bloody Marys, mimosas, food. It was amazing. Impressive. It was a great community uh, effort. And you know, it was great. We did 15 minute matches and someone was always in charge when they were off, not playing. And at the five minute mark, like five, you're yelling out five minutes and two minutes, one minute and bang. When the time went, the group got off, the next group got on, they were right into it. It, it, I, I, I was, unbelievably impressed by you talk about herding cats because we're all worried about like having 16 guys going on a trip and how that's going to go this was herding 24 guys into a very tight system and it worked so credit to everybody who was there that was a nice way to ring in the new year the division three in the shotic team still one loss and angling for a championship big big deal This'd be like winning the twy. It's it, just perennial champions, the paddle team. Uh, thank you. And you never come like you keep saying you're going to. Well, what if I come and we start losing? Then you won't come again. Yeah, but we don't. Uh, it would take a lot more than you coming for us to lose. Right. It would take me playing. CJ, what are we at on time? We're at like three hours. <laughs> we, you know what? I told you. This is why we got to do it more frequently. We had a lot to unpack today. Yeah. We even talked a little bit about golf. There was some golf in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This job. is a golf podcast, right? I, yeah. It's really a cultural. It's a, we are in touch with a lot of things. We're in touch with the world. We have a little bubble that we're in. That we're we in get, touch that, with the world. Yeah. People are looking into our bubble. <laughs> All right, CJ. We're going to wrap. Are you trying to tell us we're going to wrap? We're out, yeah. All right, CJ. Wrap us up. Uh, peace, love, and uh, reciprocals.